Good morning. Good morning. Well, I got a, like a really quick announcement and then an amazing introduction that I'm going to make. Um, the one announcement is tonight we have something going on called Ignite. Ignite. So um, what the heck is that? If you're sitting here and, and you're kind of newer to Brookview, what in the world does that mean? It's like a family gathering where we come together um, and rather than, uh, you know, listening to someone sort of speak and it, we, we, it's more communal. And there's opportunity to share and just engage with other people. And it's, it's super awesome. So if you call Brookview your church home or you're thinking about calling Brookview your church home, then, th- then that's, this is really for you. We're just come together and share what God is doing in our church. And um, we pray. And if any of that is you're like, I'm not sure if I'd be comfortable with that, you can just sit and listen to it all as well. But I hope that you come. And like the coolest part of the whole thing, you guys, the pajama party. <laughs> Next door, so from 6 to 8 o'clock, it's a movie and popcorn with the kids, and they get in their little jammies, and then at night, they fall asleep in the car on the way home, and you just lay them peacefully in their bed, <laughs> and then you have a romantic night with your, you know, so it's, uh, this is what you've been looking for. I'm just, <laughs> just going to tell you that, so be there, 6 o'clock. Also, tonight is going to be super cool, because we're going to have charcuterie, so yeah, it's not enough for dinner, so eat something. But, you know, you can charcut with everybody else. It's going to be really, really good. Um, last thing is the uh, communication card is on your chair. And if you're online, just go, just go to the website and you can fill out your communication card. If you have prayer requests, um, let us know that. We have a team of people praying for all of that stuff. Uh, or if there's anything else that you want to be involved in or questions that you have or anything else, that's how you go about it. So, and then um, those get dropped off if you're in the in here, they get dropped off right by the door on the way out in a little box that says uh, connect cards. So, okay, here, now, all of that out of the way. I'm so excited this morning because um, we have, we have Todd and Daniel Jorgensen who have been living with their kids in Cambodia for three years. It was four years. I'm not off to a good start. (laughs) Four years. Um, and they're home for a year, and now they're, they're heading back out here at the beginning of the summer. And um, it's so cool because they needed a place to live when they came home, and uh, Joey and Sophie Bowie were deciding to take a year to live in uh, Hawaii. So those of you who know Joey and Sophie, Todd and Danielle and their kids are living in the Bowie's house right now, and it's just been a great fit. And they've, they've been around our church quite a bit this year. Uh, originally, you, you, they, they attended Smoky Point Community Church up in Arlington. That's kind of their home church. Uh, but they've been around here a lot, and their they're two oldest, Isaac and Ruby, have been coming to our youth group at our house in the evenings, and every, they have dinner together, so I usually eat with them, and just been an amazing time to get to know their kids. The kids are fantastic, especially Ruby. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. <laughs> Love you too, Isaac. So, uh, anyway... They're going to share this morning about what they've been doing, what they're going to continue to do, and it's just such an amazing thing, I think, about the level of faith to step out and just and live, live the adventure. Um, our church is a part of, uh, like, a churches that work together called the Christian Missionary Alliance, and as you can tell by the name, missions is a big deal, and um, Todd and Daniel are on the absolute forefront of that. So they're going to come up and share with us this morning. Um, as they do, we have a video kind of about Alliance missions, and and the, the main philosophy behind all of that. So we're going to watch that as they kind of make their way up. 
Jesus told his disciple, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world and then the end will come. Reaching the whole world means going to hard places. There are more than 4,000 people groups that have now heard of the good news. That's three billion people living in darkness and without hope. Our calling as the Alliance is to go to these least reached people. The majority of the Alliance worker are in these remaining hard places, locations that are often hard to get to, where deep-rooted cultures are resistant to the gospel, places where ministry could carry the risk of imprisonment, deportation, or bodily harm, and even in locations that look easier economically or socially. Our workers are still doing very challenging ministry. We choose these places on purpose because they are in need of Jesus' presence. In 2004, my husband and I followed God's leading and moved to a hard place overseas. We faced constant obstacle and discouragement. And at one point, I broke down and cried out. I can't take this anymore. I want to go home. Nothing could be worth all this. As I collapsed in tears, I heard the Holy Spirit whispered, Jesus is worth it. He is worth it all. And because Jesus is worth it, the unreached people he loves are worth it. It's only because Jesus commanded that we go and make disciples of all nations that the gospel reached us. Now it is our turn. This will require greater partnership with the Global Alliance family. It will require us to equip and send workers from diverse backgrounds. This calling is going to take all of us working together as an alliance. The task of reaching the unreached is hard, but he is worth it all. Alliance family, would you join me in praying that God would open doors to hard places? Pray that he will call more workers to the harvest field. Give to the Great Commission Fund so that we can expand our work to even more hard places. Will we do our part? Will we be the generation to complete the Great Commission and take the good news to hard places? Yeah, so this morning we want to share a little bit about our hard place. You probably picked up on the theme to the hard places. And um, we want to talk about, yeah, our answer to that call, um, the area um, of impact that God has called us to in Cambodia. And I think I'm going to skip an intro to our family because I feel like most of you are familiar with us. Um, and so in 2019, our family went to Cambodia with the Christian and Missionary Alliance. And then we've been back since May on home assignment. So these are our four kids, like Jason mentioned. Um, and so you can go to the next one. So some of the things that might make... Oops. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Some of the things that might make a place hard, um, Bao mentioned in the video, um, but some of the things that might make a place hard are political things. So on the left, you see like an original um, building from the 70s from when the Khmer Rouge um, had mass genocide in Cambodia. So a country or a place's history 
can make a place very hard. Um, their beliefs, so Cambodia is a Buddhist country. They also have a lot of animistic spirit worship practices. Understanding that and entering into that and peeling back all those layers uh, can make a place hard. Food can make a place hard. So we have frog, turtle, and the one on the right is bumba hue, I think, which is not, not, hard. not hard to eat. It's delicious. <laughs> um, but when I see some of these pictures, most of the food we enjoy, but it could be hard for challenging for some people. But it's actually more the after the eating the food, that's the hard part. And I'm not going to go into the details of that. Um, but we take regular anti-parasite medicine when we live in Cambodia. And so some of those things like mosquito-borne diseases and unclean food and water, those can make a place hard to live. Transportation and even just learning how things work in a very different culture, um, learning how to cram your whole family on a moto um, to take them to school. No, that's not Todd, obviously. Um, we, don't, we don't put all four of our kids on, on a moto, but learning how, how things like transportation work can make entering into a new place hard. Um, so you might be thinking, why go if it's so hard? Um, but it's clear that in Genesis 2 Revelation, you can see that God is a missional God and that he wants to reach all people and that he calls all people. Um, and Todd and I felt really blessed. We have awesome families. We grew up knowing about Jesus and having a relationship with him. And we had a lot of hope. We don't, I can't think of a lot of times in my life where I felt really depressed and destitute and without hope. And so we came to a place where we felt like we were kind of hoarding that blessing and enjoying it for ourselves. And so that's why God prompted us to think bigger and wider and think about the people that don't have that kind of hope and that live in really challenging situations. So that's what prompted us to go to a hard place. Yeah, so today we want to talk about maybe some of those hard things and uh, maybe some of those things that we showed you just now, they're maybe not hard, but they're just different. Uh, sometimes there's things that are different. Uh, and we want to talk about this in relation to each of us and our own sphere that we have in our lives because God's put people in our lives that he wants us to be reaching out to and uh, being an impact for the gospel. So today we want to read from 2 Corinthians 10, uh, chapter 10, verses 13 to 16. Uh, Paul's speaking to the Corinthians. Um, he's already planted the church there. He's writing back to them, and he's hearing some grumblings that maybe they're a little bit like, what's Paul doing? He, he already moved on. This is our church. This is our area. So he's writing back to them to reassure them of some things here. He says, but we will not boast beyond limits, but will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you, for we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, 
but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. So in these verses, Paul's talking about these areas of influence, and I think that often nowadays we hear about influence or influencers. Uh, God's not saying that I give you this area of influence to be an influencer, but he wants uh, gospel impact. And Paul's telling them that he's not going to come back and boast in their work. He's not coming to uh, take over the church again. But God's given you this area for a purpose, to be a gospel impact. And God has given Paul other areas. He tells them he wants to go beyond. So as we uh, talk about these verses today, we want to relate this to... um, To our own areas of influence or a sphere, think about the people that God's put uh, around you, but also think about going beyond and what God, how God wants us to be a part of that. So in verse 13, Paul tells them that I've given you this area to go of influence for gospel impact. Um, it's not to be an influencer or, but I've put these people in your lives specifically for you, for you to shine my light and to uh, share the gospel. So those, those areas, they can look different for each of us. We all have different areas of influence. It might be our colleagues at work. It might be uh, our friends here at church, our neighbors, um, the kids, families of their friends, and uh, we have all kinds of different areas of influence that God has specifically assigned to us, and he doesn't necessarily want us to just sit there and uh, watch them, but to be a part of their lives is what he's calling us to do. In Cambodia, we have our own areas of influence that God's assigned us. Um, Often, when we first arrived, we felt they were very hard. Like in the video, it said, uh, to the hard places. And when we arrived in Cambodia, we we felt like we were there. Um, We were in a hard place. We didn't know the language. Um, We didn't know the culture very well. Uh, But we were there to come and learn and see who God was putting into our area of influence. Uh, We were not sure yet. Uh, But we went there specifically to work with the Vietnamese that live in Cambodia. In Cambodia, there's estimated to be uh, probably almost a million Vietnamese that live in Cambodia. Most of them live there stateless. They don't have citizenship in either Cambodia or Vietnam. And they live a very marginalized life because of this. There's no clear path for citizenship for them. And many of them are forced to live on the waters um, because they're not able to own land. Uh, So sometimes they'll be called the boat people. You might hear that. Um, But yeah, they, 
and many of them are trying to hide the fact that they're Vietnamese because of how they're marginalized. They want to blend in, and they've been there for generations. So this is now their home. They don't necessarily want to go back to Vietnam, um, and Vietnam doesn't have a path for them to come back. So it's, a, it's very hard for them. They have their own hard places, but that is their home, and that's where they want to be. Uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance, 25 years ago, sent some its first missionaries to start working with the Vietnamese in Cambodia. And they started uh, planting churches. And then through the churches, they saw the need for schools. Uh, the Vietnamese children are not able to go to school uh, because they don't have citizenship, because they're Vietnamese. And so the churches started schools. And they started teaching them the Vietnamese and the Cambodian language, Khmer, because they needed that to live in Cambodia and they wanted to learn to read and write in both languages. So those were some of their struggles they had, but really the thing that was the hardest is for the Vietnamese is just their lack of hope and the fear that they live in. Um, many of them are Buddhist by name, but their driving religious beliefs would be more spirit worship and ancestor worship. Uh, they're feeding the spirits of their ancestors, hoping to receive some luck. Um, super, they're very superstitious. Uh, living in that darkness and fear that kind of just drives each day. And um, yeah, it's just, they're also living in a hard place. And for us, we were trying to enter into this culture and trying to understand these people. And it's very difficult when they're trying to hide who they are to let some foreigner come in. So we had lots of challenges ourselves. Obviously, we're not Asian. We don't look, <laughs> we don't look Cambodian or Vietnamese. So it's very challenging for us as we entered in and we had some of our own uh, different hard things, such as language and culture and uh, the religion. And uh, probably the biggest one was uh, stepping into relationships with the people that God put in our area of influence. Uh, for each of us, we also have an area. And God has assigned people for you in your, each of your little pockets of people that you have. And he's asking us to just look and listen to him and ask him, uh, how do you want us to reach out to these people? Uh, how should I be connecting with them and for a gospel impact? Yeah, so like Todd already mentioned a little bit, um, for us, for me personally, I had the mindset and the perspective that I am going to Cambodia to work with the Vietnamese and do things for God. And that probably sounds noble and right. Like, yeah, we should be doing things for God. But God had to really um, kind of break me in that and remake my perspective that we're doing things with God. And when we do things for God, we have a mindset of performing. And when we entered into um, 
Cambodia and working with the Vietnamese, we had no influence. Like Todd mentioned, we didn't have language or culture and um, we don't, we're not Asian. And so we had to start as, as toddlers. And I will say, I recommend that because it really brought us to a very vulnerable place um, where we didn't, we didn't have um, the ability to have deep conversations with Vietnamese people. And so what that meant was it um, brought us to a place where we could be vulnerable and kind of grow slowly with them and it slowed us down. And instead of trying to make sure we had um, results and progress and measurable things, um, it, it really shifted our perspective to relationship, 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 and seeing people for where they were at. Um, and really they became our greatest teachers. And so having a posture of humility, and I just think that's so true here as well, when we're entering into different areas um, where we could have gospel impact, if we go in with a performance mindset or I've got all the answers, I'm going to tell you like how to fix your life, uh, we, miss, we miss a lot um, of what God is doing. And so I'm really thankful um, for God kind of reframing that and for, I think of it as like the new and old wineskins. I was definitely trying to put new wine into old wineskins. And it says in scripture that doesn't work. They won't hold the new wine. And so for us, it was a process of, of yeah, um, learning to walk with God in different ways and trust that the Holy Spirit is at work. Um, do you want to go to the next slide? Um, but there were, there were joys and challenges with that. On the left, I'm wearing a ao yai, which is a traditional Vietnamese kind of dress outfit, very beautiful. And there was going to be a 100-year celebration of the gospel coming to Cambodia, and the Vietnamese were invited to sing with them. And so all the Vietnamese women, and including my Vietnamese teammates, were invited to all order matching ao yais. Well, I wasn't included in that. And that, that really stung, and it brought me back to like that identity struggle, um, feeling like, who am I? How do I have any place here? And just constantly returning to my identity in Christ. It sounds like a no-brainer, right? We, we should know that. Um, but when it's shaken up like that, it, it made me realize that like at times my identity is in a lot of other things. Um, so this, this situation really brought me back to that identity piece. And you can probably connect the dots a little bit that my struggles with identity working with the Vietnamese in Cambodia, actually God was doing something there because they have a major identity struggle. They're living in a country that's not their own. They don't have rights. They don't have access to resources like healthcare and education. And so it was a really cool way that God brought kind of beauty out of that struggle because um, it helped me to relate to them. Um, so fast forward a while, the pastor's wife that I'm sitting next to, I think she realized eventually, like, we didn't include Danielle, and we had become quite close. We spent a lot of time together and have a very real friendship, and pretty soon, a little, way, little time before we came back for home assignment, she said, I want my sister-in-law in Vietnam makes ao yais, and I want to order matching ones with you. 
And that this family in particular, and a lot of Vietnamese families there, they like to match. And they'll come to church all in like pink shirts or something. And so it was a huge blessing to me and just kind of a picture of like the, the slow progress of time and presence and coming in and being humble. Um, and so this was a celebration shortly before and she texted me before like, we're, we're wearing our matching Aoyais tonight, right? And um, so these are the teachers that we work with at the New Hope schools, like Todd had mentioned, that are for Vietnamese kids that don't have access to Cambodian schools. And so again, um, when we arrived, who are we? Like, you know, here's these people showing up and trying to have relationship and, and over time, two, three, four years, um, we, we have become really close to these people. And as our language has grown, Vietnamese is a very, I guess we missed this slide with the showing the tonal Vietnamese is tonal. It's a very challenging language. So um, it's just been cool as my language has grown and I've taken the time to build relationships. I can now have a lot deeper, more meaningful spiritual conversations with, with the teachers and with the different Vietnamese ladies. Um, so these, this is Ka on the left and um, Nga. And these are two... Uh, women that we met early on. Neither one of them are believers. They're very, very um, entrenched in ancestor worship. They, they actually, um, a lot of the Vietnamese in Cambodia will kind of pull in a lot of the Cambodian spirit worship. They will have Catholic things in their home. And so these two ladies um, live in a lot of fear. Both of them have a lot of fear of spirits. And so as my language grew, like I said, the relationship with these two grew and there. They are open spiritually. And so when we go back, I will probably start like a creation to Christ story with them. They have a little bit of understanding of who Jesus is. But the really interesting thing is like both of them. So I'm going to go too long here. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we actually gave this message last night. And they asked us to go for an hour. So we're going to try to cut that back. Hopefully that's <laughs> It's all just right. tricky because it's the same message. <laughs> so it's like long, short. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, interestingly, so it's not normal culturally to show emotion and to cry. And that has been an interesting struggle for me because <laughs> I'm a crier. And um, so both of these women... When they get around me, and I don't, I'm not like soliciting it or anything, they both on multiple occasions have just like cried for different reasons. And even call on the left, she will send me um, voice messages and she'll start crying and just say, M, M, I don't know why I'm always crying when I'm talking to you or thinking about you. And of course, I know why. It's because they're encountering the Holy Spirit and Jesus' love. And so pray for these two women um, because they are two that we will for sure spend more time with when we go back. Yeah, so as we entered into our area of influence that God gave us, it was very challenging and hard. And um, yeah, because we had a lot to learn. Uh, we had a lot to break through. And, um, but as we did that and built relationships, 
Uh, we got to see God do a lot of work. Uh, we got to see those relationships go deeper, and God expanded those relationships. Um, so in verse 15, uh, Paul tells us that uh, God wants to expand your area of influence. Uh, we need to be looking at where God is expanding those areas. Uh, God wants to, uh, he said, tells the Corinthians that as your faith increases, uh, his hope is that their area will enlarge and God will enlarge it. So God wants to expand our areas of influence. I know a lot of times we just get comfortable in our little bubble and these are our people, but God's putting people around us. Uh, we have neighbors coming from all over the world. Uh, God's put them around us for a reason. God's bringing them here. Uh, we need to be thinking about why is God bringing so many people to America? And uh, what's God is a part of this. He's bringing them and he's allowing them to come. Uh, those are some of our neighbors that maybe that's uh, God expanding our area. Um, in Cambodia, for us, uh, we definitely saw our area expand, um, even when we weren't ready for it. Uh, our last little over year that we were in Cambodia, we, were, we did, went through language and culture through COVID, and, which means we didn't get as much language that we probably should have, and we didn't really feel ready for all this, but all of our teammates went on home assignment, and we were left to do all this work with the churches and the schools, and um, it, was, it was all on us. And that was time for us, whether we like had the language or not, we were doing it. And uh, God did work through that, and uh, he gave us what we needed to do it, and our language got even better during that year. Um, but what, what do we do in Cambodia? What were we doing? Uh, we work with those schools. So the New Hope schools were started by the Vietnamese churches to provide an education for Vietnamese children that aren't able to go to school. Um, so we work mostly with the schools, the teachers. We're not there to teach, but we're discipling them as they are reaching out to those students, teaching the Bible, and reaching out to the families. Uh, it's a real big goal of ours to not just reach the student, but to reach the whole family. Um, we have lots of stories of students that are coming to the schools, they're hearing the Bible, they're hearing, learning about Jesus, and they want to know more, um, but they're, because of their beliefs, their culture, it's hard for them to continue on learning more when their family says no. Um, so our desire is to build relationships with those families. Um, the way God wants us to expand our area of influence uh, we believe is through relationships and discipling. So when we can really look at the people God has assigned to us uh, and really look at, like, how can we be a gospel impact on their lives, that's when we will start to see, like, doors open up and more people in our lives that God wants to uh, expand our area so even for us here, we have a lot of areas and uh, places where God wants to expand. 
A couple other things that we do, we work with scholarship students. Uh, some of our, our schools only go up through fifth grade. So after fifth grade, if they're able to, if they have the right paperwork, we can scholarship some students for secondary school and even into university. And that's another area where we have uh, really tried to focus in on some relationships with those students. And that's been a lot of fun for us. Um, but then also with the churches, the churches have seen very little growth. So doing leadership development with them and helping them to build up the new leaders. And we are seeing that a lot of these scholarship students are, they're becoming leaders in their churches, which is exciting to see. I can shift that, but can you move on? Do you want to go to the next? Oh, oh this is from our school, so. So they do learn in both the Vietnamese students. and the Khmer curriculum, which is really important if they're going to go on in school at all past the New Hope schools. So they're learning how to pray in this video. That was um, Vietnamese. Um, so one of, so like Todd mentioned, the biggest way that we can see to expand um, our, our reach and um, the gospel going out is through discipleship. And so we spend a lot of our time discipling the young adults that we have in the scholarship program. And I think we see a lot of people that convert, um, but they just add it into their other beliefs. So they're still very much living in fear of spirits and feeding spirits. And so one of our goals and focuses is on that walking along with them to reach spiritual maturity. Because our, our goal and our hope always is to have an exit plan, right? And so for the local people, the local Vietnamese, to get to a level of spiritual maturity and understanding of the Bible where they see, catch a vision um, and a calling for mission. And so they're the ones, they're, they're much more effective than we are for um, going out in the Vietnamese communities. They have, you know, there's walls and struggles that we have that they don't. And so we do spend a lot of our time um, just being vulnerable. I kind of mentioned that um, honor, shame, they're not like talking about sin and anything that might be shameful is, is really hard for them and it, it often keeps them stuck. And so when we can model um, our own vulnerability and talking about our struggles and just being authentic, uh, we've seen a lot of fruit from that. And um, that's, so this is Lum and she's one of the teachers. She actually went to the New Hope schools She's from a very, very Buddhist family. She's the only believer in her family. She um, came to know Jesus through the schools, and now she's one of the teachers at the schools. And there's a couple of teachers that have a similar story to her. And so I meet with her weekly to read the Bible and to talk about, um, yeah, where we're at with Jesus and what kinds of things we need to pray through together. And we've seen a lot of growth for her. And she's one of the ones that's going on those home visits where she's out in the school communities and going to see the kids' families. Um, she's oftentimes, that's the only 
encounter with, with Jesus that those families will have. And so pouring into people like her um, really has a ripple effect. And it's, it's a way that it's going beyond just what we're doing. And God is using those relationships to reach more families because we want, like Todd mentioned, to reach the parents and the grandparents and see them walk to spiritual maturity. In verse 16, Paul... Oh, oh, I forgot about that one. This is... You can go back. This is a another, another hard, hard place for me, which was um, learning how to ride a moto. <laughs> I did not, in my 40s, envision taking up motorcycle riding. <laughs> um, and but really it was like just another like barrier that I could take down between us and the local people because they don't own cars. They ride motos. And a lot of the Vietnamese communities you can't even get a car into. Um, and it's just another thing that sets us apart. So it was an obedient step. And I have um, on occasion run into Todd on my moto. So <laughs> it, ha it has happened. <laughs> These are the scholarship students, some of the scholarship girls. Yeah, so the hard places, getting hit by a moto. <laughs> so yeah, God, or Paul uh, it tells the Corinthians that his area of influence is beyond, in lands beyond. And for uh, him, he wasn't coming to Corinth to take over again, and he wanted to go beyond. He felt called beyond, and... And God has uh, given us a desire to go beyond. God's given the Alliance Missions uh, a desire to go beyond. And uh, we're all invited to be a part of that. It's not something that uh, we do on our own, but we are thankful for that. Um, the, in the Alliance, which has been around for almost 150 years, that's always been the desire to go to those places that are least reached, uh, places where they have no access to the gospel, to a Bible. Uh, they haven't heard the name of Jesus. Uh, in the Alliance this year, our goal is to send a new worker every week. So 52 we new uh, missionaries will be sent out is, the, is our hope. Uh, we're hoping to open up a new country that we're not in uh, one of those hard places, whether it's because of the culture or religion, uh, whatever it is that's keeping uh, the gospel from entering in, uh, that's where we're desiring to go, to those hard places. Uh, so one new country every year uh, open up and send new workers to. Uh, there's roughly 4,000 people groups in the world that still have no access to the gospel, that have not heard uh, of Jesus. And there's over 7,000 different languages, uh, many of which have yet to be translated into the Bible. Uh, but, but God's at work. And the reason that those places are difficult is that they're just hard to get to. They're hard people to reach. And God wants to continue that work, and um, the Alliance wants to be a part of that, which is exciting. Uh, we're excited to be a part of that as we work with the Vietnamese. 
Um, and we're excited to just see what God does. And it's we're thankful for churches like Brookview and other Christian Missionary Alliance churches around the country that are partnering in that work. And we want to just invite you, if you're not currently uh, thinking about how you can go beyond, how you can be a part of missions and global missions, that you would just be praying about to God, like how you could be a part of that through prayer, through financial support. Um, Brookview wants to be a, be a part of supporting that, and they have a global missions fund that you can partner with, and you can be a part of what Brookview is doing, not only with the Alliance, but in Haiti and around the world, you guys are an impact. So that is a part of your sphere, um, your area of influence, even if you're not called to go beyond, um, you can still be a part of it. And God wants us to be a part of that by sending and praying and encouraging others. Uh, it'd be great if one day uh, someone from Brook Brookview was sent. Uh, I mean, you have people right now that are sent, but uh, more. Like, who's next? Who's the next to be raised up to go? Um, we want to see that. Yeah, as far as going beyond in Cambodia, um, there's a lot of Vietnamese communities and places in Cambodia that have no Christians whatsoever. Um, we're in Phnom Penh, the capital, but spreading out along the border and along the rivers up to up north to Siem Reap, there's a lot of communities that, that have no believers um, that, for them to encounter. And so one of the for, um, future goals of our Vietnamese team in Cambodia is to do um, a new ministry in one of those places. And so that is in the works, and there's been some work kind of looking and figuring out where that would be. Um, so that's, that's our future plan kind of for our team for how we'll expand and go beyond. And then one last thing, because I think this might be the last time I get the microphone. <laughs> I just, I was struck because we were speaking on this same topic and it was like hard, 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 hard to the hard places and culture is hard and language is hard and um, the song that your grace abounds in deepest waters. Um, we just want to say and give like testimony that um, God is so faithful and that all of the hard is a huge blessing to us. We consider it an immense privilege and honor to get to be in Cambodia. We absolutely love Vietnamese people. Um, we miss being there terribly. We would rather be there, no offense. Um, <laughs> our kids would rather be there. And we feel like we, feel like we got the sweet spot um, getting to be there and just learn with them and be in relationship with them. And so though it's hard, um, the blessing even for us personally is huge. And so God has time and time again carried us and shown us new things and taught us and broke us. And um, it's all about relationship anyways. And so being able to walk through that with, with local people is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, and we don't want to forget that this also is a hard place. Uh, we've felt it as we've come back this year. Uh, we've been thankful for Brookview and how you guys have supported our family and uh, helping us find a place to live was huge. Uh, and 
just being there with our kids. Um, yeah. So we are we're thankful for you, and we are constantly in prayer for you as you are in your own hard place, uh, and you are living out mission here in America. So, yeah, just take. I just want to close and take a moment to reflect on this and what God's maybe saying to us. So, if we could just each close our eyes, just take a moment to think about who God has already placed in your area of influence, who are some of those people that are kind of standing out to you, that God wants you to uh, reach out to more and be that gospel impact. And now think about who are some of the people that God might be expanding in your life? What areas is he pushing you to expand? And lastly, how are you going beyond? How does God want you to be a part of expanding his kingdom to the least reached? Whether that's going beyond here going beyond globally. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for just your love, your guidance, as you continue to bring people into our lives. Uh, we are thankful that it's you who assigns people around us and not us. Uh, you know who you want us to be reaching out to, who you want us to shine your light on, and I just pray for each of us that we would uh, lean on you as we try to do that, that we would just seek you and that you would show us, yeah, who those people are and how to do that. Uh, we thank you for uh, the fact that you are working around the globe. Uh, you have a love for all nations and all people, and you call us to be a part of that. So we're grateful for that, and we're just thankful that uh, you bring us all together to be a part of that, uh, that work that you have for us together. So we thank you for today, and uh, yeah, we thank you for Brookview and uh, just the supportive and loving group that you've brought together here. We're thank you, thankful for this uh, area influence that you have right here. Pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Goes on for a second. Dave, can you, yeah, well, I'm going to talk a little bit, and then I'm going to pray, and then we can bring the house lights down. This is going to be great, you guys. <laughs> uh, so I have to say, I'm, I'm sitting here watching these two, and I'm going, man, you guys are married, you're raising children, you're dealing with all the normal challenges of being married and raising children, and wrestling through all that, and then you're doing a ministry thing together in partnership and watching you look at each other like, is it your turn to talk now or is it my turn? <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I can relate to that. <laughs> so sweet. It's so sweet to watch it, though. It's so sweet to watch someone else do that. And it's, what you guys are doing is, is amazing. I think about um, my own life and the reality that there were people that took risks with me to share Jesus with me. And I was, uh, I'm going to talk a lot more about this next week, but 
uh, I, you know, in my teen years, I was a mess. I had, um, I didn't know who God was. I didn't know that anyone loved me. I didn't know that my life mattered. I didn't know that there was hope. And I think about the uh, people in Cambodia, Vietnamese especially, but everybody, uh, living in a system of thinking where there's not a God that loves them. They're, they're, there's no grace. There's no love. There's no hope. There's just perform for the spirits and hope that they bless you. And if you do things wrong, they'll curse you and your life will go sideways. It's a terrible way to live. Um, and here you guys are risking all to go in there to say there is a, God, a good God who loves people. And he's inviting you and Jesus into grace, love, hope, and a future. And um, it's extraordinary what you guys are doing. And so what I wanted to say is you guys alluded to this. Um, if you're interested in financially supporting uh, what they're doing, the way that you would do that is you can go to the church website. And if you click on give, there's three options that come up. One is local missions, one's global missions, and one's just sort of the general giving to Brookview. If you click on global missions... Um, right now, the majority of that would go to these guys and what they're doing. Um, we have other partnerships that we're developing and we're cultivating over time that that would also go to eventually. But right now, it's primarily these guys. Um, also, um, any cash that gets given today is going to these guys. And if you were writing a check and you were dropping that in the box kind of on the way out, if you just put global missions in the memo line, that will go right into this. So... Um, it's really cool to be able to partner with you guys and to see what you're doing. And Jen and I, as well as other people, are hoping to come see it face to face. We happen to have a few Vietnamese in our church. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I am you not. You should come join us. I am not, but James Fan, you are. <laughs> and many, many others of you. So I just think it's a pretty cool, uh, it's unique. Most of the churches you guys are partnering with do not have the, the number of Vietnamese that we do. And, um, it, you know, what a really, really cool thing. So uh, one other thing that I wanted to just ask you guys about. Um, so your kids are with you. You have four of them. Isaac is a uh, sophomore all the way down to Luke is the youngest, right? Yeah. And so Luke, what grade is Luke in? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. So they, so they all go to the Vietnamese school then? No. No, okay. So <laughs> tell, us, tell us how, that, how no, does that work? Our kids are very blessed to have an international school. So there's a Christian international school that they started going to right when we started, right when we arrived, like a, one week later. And it was a big part of them transitioning and a big reason why they love Cambodia is their school there. Yeah, yeah they love their school there. So imagine that, you know, they're home for a year. Now they're in uh, public schools here uh, or, well, some of them are in public schools. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're, you know, like Isaac uh, played basketball at Linwood High School this last year, which I'm like, okay, we have something to talk about, dude. <laughs> Let's talk basketball. And so Brooklyn and the, and the family and our whole, like we, other than Jesus, our, our other idol mostly <laughs> is, is basketball, uh, which, by the way, Kamiak got knocked out of the state tournament last night by one point. It was very sad. Uh, so we're recovering. Please pray for us. Um, but I, I understand I was talking today, and, and Todd actually coached uh, Ruby's basketball team. And you guys will not believe this. He is so good. She is so good. They finished second in the nation. In Cambodia, <laughs> and and there's how many how it's many teams true. how many teams are there? How many? Maybe ten. Oh, there's ten. I thought there was two. I thought yeah. that was going to be. Well, those I are that just was other international <laughs> schools. Okay. <laughs> Basketball's not a common sport in Cambodia. <laughs> uh, you guys. So I can't imagine all that. I just think about your family and all that you guys are doing. 
ultimately to be able to go to people and say, there is a God who loves you, and you can know him, and you can walk with him, and there's hope, uh, and there's grace. And for the, the you know, people in Cambodia, the Vietnamese and Cambodians, the idea of saying, here's areas of my life where I'm falling short, but I want to go to a God who gives grace, it's really a foreign idea um, and very difficult for them. And so to be able to break through all of that, to allow them to experience it, and then to have these women who don't cry, who, for some reason, whenever I'm around you, I'm crying. She makes me cry a lot. She makes you cry a lot? She makes you cry a lot? Yeah. Jen, too. I, you know, I never cry. <laughs> Jen's always making me cry. So I get it. But um, I just want to, I want to pray for these guys. I mean, my goodness, what a huge undertaking uh, with their family together in marriage, all of it. Um, what a, what a huge thing you guys are doing. So um, now we can, do, we can kill the house lights. And I just want to, we're not going to have everybody come up and lay hands on them. But if you, if you would just like reach a hand out to say, we're, we're with you in this. And I just want to pray for you guys. Um, Father, I thank you for Todd and Danielle. I thank you for their kids. I thank you for this amazing ministry opportunity to go into Cambodia with and work with Vietnamese people who are not, they don't have Vietnamese citizenship. They can't go back. They don't have Cambodian citizenship. They can't go forward in Cambodia, really. They're not even allowed in school. Um, but here are schools that have been set up for them, and they're working with those that are there to not only help the school function well and kids to get educated and families to get physical needs that they need, but also to when, when the conversations go the right way and people are open, to just be, be able to say to people, there is a God who loves you. And if you would like, we'll tell you about him. So God, I just pr- pray that you would bless their family. I pray that you would um, strengthen them. I pray that you would uh, protect them from, from anything that would harm them. Um, and I just pray that you would use them in a really, really powerful way to establish some roots in that community so that someday um, when it's time for them to leave, there are other people who understand how this works that are Vietnamese or that are Cambodian and and can continue on in telling people about Jesus and the love of God and grace and hope. God, would you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.